Digital SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows... Let's watch full-length movie. Let's watch full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Let's watch This is Carl. Movie. I'm Mike's friend. On YouTube I wrote Michael this song. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. Uh, I am very excited to be here. Uh, this is episode 32. Uh, we are broadcasting this live uh, January 15th. State of the Union is rehearsing for an inauguration, according to Jake Tapper. There, I dated the episode. I quoted the... Uh, the opening to stay of the this morning stay of the union. Uh, I'm very excited that you guys are listening. Uh, if you are listening, you perhaps are listening live on MutinyRadio.fm. This show happens Sunday two to four Pacific Standard Time live. We have our phone line is open four one five 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 zero zero five one one. As a live show, uh, we are experiencing some phone difficulties, so we may or may not have Carl on this episode uh but we're working this out really quickly uh perhaps i will skype him and we can skype how about that so the premise of the show is simple we just go to uh uh youtube and we watch a full-length movie and man we got a really good full-length movie carl i know carl's researched this movie extensively but he won't be here uh which is a pity uh, oh, hello, Kitty uh, Blender. I actually had one of those, and they're Would you like yeah. Margarita? No, do you want? All right. <laughs> I have no co-host, but yet the show before me is here, uh, which is a great show. Which is uh, the McLaughlin Group, which, as you know, uh, is precedes my show here on Mini Radio. McLaughlin Group actually continued. It's it's edge of sanity. Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, <laughs> type in my secret I think this is it I'm going to I'm going to log into uh, Sky, uh, Skype and see if I could hook up with this is exciting 
you know, most shows would be like prepared. All right, that's something going on. Uh, okay. What's my password? All right. So I'm very excited for this movie today. Uh, basically, uh, no, that is incorrect. Oh. All right. Well, hang on a sec. I I can't get into Skype, so I need uh, Carl to uh, call me. But why don't we go ahead and start the movie uh, that we're going to watch? I think we're just going to watch this on our own. Uh, so go to YouTube and uh, hang on a sec. Uh, all right. Uh, go to YouTube, whether you have it on your laptop, uh, on your desktop, uh, on your phone, probably your phone. Okay, here we go. Can you help me out, Paul? Can you get the phone there? Yes, I uh, can. Paul, all right. Did it ring? It's, it's ringing now. Okay. Yep, all right. Go ahead. Hey, Mike. Hey, Carl. All right. Here we are. Hi, Carl. Hey. That was exciting television. They say live TV is dead, but I'm so glad I didn't cut the cord. That was thrilling. I improvise. Go ahead and talk. Okay, I should talk. Well, live TV is dead, despite what you've heard. You're what? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Live TV is dead. What's live? Not even the news. Uh, you've got uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. Uh, sporting, sporting events, I guess. All right, so uh, Carl, do you have the YouTube in front of you? You are fa coming yeah. in faintly. I can faintly hear you. I do have the YouTube in front of me. It says Evil Knievel, and it's D-R-E-L-B-C-O-M. D-R-E-L-B-C-O-M. Okay, so the movie is Evil Knievel from 1971, so it's E-V-A-L? No, it's E-V-E-L. All right. And then K-N-I-E-V-E-L. K N I E V E L, and then I put in space 1971, space George Hamilton. All right. Up came. All right. So one, that's a good point. It always determines the movie when you say the date. So Evil Knievel, and that is of course E V E L Knievel. Just type in K N, it'll pop up the rest. And then 1971, and uh, Carl, uh, ooh, 77, 75, 71. This story gets told and retold. All right, so here we go. 1971. What's what version are you looking at? I'm looking at the one from it, it's it's a blue square D, and it's the person is B R E L B C O M. Do you see that one? It's like uh, Drell B Com. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sounds good. You didn't go with Zacky Dog, eh? Uh, <laughs> All right. It's a better name. I just chose the first one I saw. Would you believe my mouse doesn't work either? Okay. Uh, honestly, I can't move the mouse. This is really. Does Space Bar make it play? Oh, there we go. Huh. Oh my god. Alright, so I have it buffering, so I'm going to immediately hit pause and let it buffer to the, the point. And I believe there's an ad might pop up in any minute. There will be an ad. Alright, I have it pause. Uh, 
Here, I'm going to go ahead and put a full screen. So do you want to do the countdown and uh, on Carl's when Carl says go? Uh, also, Carl, Carl, say something. Just make sure that you sound all right. I'm five. All right. Per, per, all right. Shut up then. Okay. Shut the fuck up. What the fuck, man? All right. Uh, rough morning. All right. So I'm ready. Just go ahead and count down and uh, I'll, I'll press go when you say go. And everyone listening will press go at the same time. All right. So I'll do three, two, one. Right. Okay. F word. I'm going to say F word. Okay. Three, two, one. F word. All right. I got a big scratchy ass uh, architecture. Oh, it's an OMD yeah. video. This is uh, the um, jump. Is his his big deal jump at Caesar's Palace that made him famous? Quite frankly, Ontario, 1971. So we were we ones. Oh wait, it says Ontario. So this isn't the Caesar's Palace jump then. No, this is one he did for the Canadians. He 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 reaches out to his Canadian friends. International. Nobody came. Oh yeah, I mean he's gonna kill himself, and no one came to see it. <laughs> that fucking sucks. By the way, that's why he was so successful. He would do stuff nobody would do. And the one that made him famous in Caesar's Palace, he took a spill. Um, you'll see it in the film. It, he really looks like a rag doll. He looks like a... It looks like they got a dummy. You know, uh, Carl, even step back and just tell me who Evil Knievel is. Uh, oh, uh, born Robert Knievel <laughs> in Butte, Montana. In 1950 something. Um, okay, so I don't know. Millennials won't know, maybe, but when you and I were young, Evil Knievel was out there doing basically motorcycle jumps, right? Right. Um, and he got very famous off of uh, his jump over Snake River Canyon. It wasn't the Grand Canyon. He tried so hard, but he didn't get it. Um, but did you have the toy? No, I didn't have the toy. So for Christmas one year, we were fortunate enough to get the toy. It was, it was him on a motorcycle, and you have a base station. You would rev it up and hit, push the button, and he would go, and he would jump. You had, and a, you had a, a PlayStation? It wasn't a PlayStation. That we, we were old, Mike, remember? Uh, no, it was a physical toy. Oh, here's George Hamilton coming out. This Speaking of old. Can, and he's going to give a very braggy speech now. Ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea how good it makes me feel to be here. It is truly an honor to risk my life for you. Do you, do you, do you. My motorcycle over the this is what the inauguration is going to look like in five days. It's going to come out of a jumpsuit with the flag on it. I want to tell you that last night at the kitchen, he said, Mr. Is there an echo for there? Who's he talking to? His pit crew? Okay, what he's doing right now is a real speech that um, Evil Knievel did to the crowd, but George Hamilton is just doing it to us. So cool. Like if um, Lou Gehrig came out, turned to the audience, gave his speech, <laughs> and then they started his bio movie. 
jump a motorcycle across the Grand Canyon. Possible, and they say that every day. That's really um, a weird By the way, Evil Knievel was very conceited, and he did liken himself to Elvis, uh, people of the stature of a Frank Sinatra. Um, well, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, he's one of the rare pop culture heroes who has not only a movie biography with an actor playing him, which we're watching right now, but he has a movie where he plays himself. Yeah. Uh, in a There's movie no called Viva Knievel, which is what I was hoping we could check out, but it's not on YouTube. Uh, but that's insane. There's one other pop culture, there's one other athlete who has a movie bio and a, a movie bio with him playing himself in it. He, it's a Muhammad Ali. It's Will Smith and Ali. Oh, right. Muhammad Ali. I think it was called The Greatest. All, the greatest. Where he played himself. That is the most conceited you can get when you play yourself. In, your in a movie? movie? So Howard Stern did, uh, played himself in his biography. Well, I guess that that's, well, that's doesn't count because that's... Uh, and he didn't do it like because nobody else can do me. So I did a lot of reading about this movie on the internet and I great. watched it. And he was very jealous of, of the people who... He didn't want... He wanted to play it himself. And so eventually he did it. Oh, by the way, this is the worst song in the world. Uh, oh, no. I'm going to mute it. Yeah, thanks. Such a bad song. Oh, let me tell you a tale of evil can evil. He doesn't spell evil correctly. <laughs> yeah, He's he did that on purpose. Rev. Oh, I know. I he, mean, didn't, he didn't want to be too evil. <laughs> so he changed the I to an E. It's so stupid. Okay, so one time he was in jail. Because he was, he did burglary all the time. He did petty burglary, petty theft. And he was in jail with a guy named Knoffel, like William Knoffel. And it was awful Knoffel, you know, and his name was Bob Knievel. So they became a duo, awful Knoffel and evil Knievel. And it stuck. It, 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 you know, that became his nickname. But he so, changed yeah. it to use an E. But so awful it was, must have been really bitter. Did Alpha get any evil money? No. Okay. Are you seeing him in Butte, Montana now with the yeah, yo-yo? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a very good thing it's, here. It's, okay, it's just pronounced like but Montana. Yeah, okay. They're all going to beat him up? Uh, no, it looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah. No, he's going to uh, get in the way of a car, and the car's going to get mad, and then, and then fate is going to... All right, you'll see, you'll see. Here comes the car, and Evil won't get out of the way. Because he's looking at his yo-yo. That Evil. (laughs) The car just went went into a sinkhole? (laughs) Yeah. You see, this was mining country, and there were lots of sinkholes. But the director does it like evil's so cool he's so such a bad badass you know like even fate and happenstance help him this is my favorite part of movies as an audience member is watching audience members watch a show you know I feel like I pay good money to see myself on screen I get that feeling when they're in the movie theater um 
you reminded me of Strange Brew. Uh, so the oh, first yeah. thing I did was go to Netflix and put it in my DVD queue, and it came. That's and a that's great the movie. beginning of the movie. They're watching their own movie. And then when the movie, uh, the audience boos them and chases them out of the theater from the beginning of the movie. They ask for their money back. They, they chase them out. They're giving out refunds. Oh, it looks like a... Oh, that's him in the audience. So this is still, he's still a little boy. Now, do you see the actor there behind him? Yeah. He was not a big actor. All right. There's you no don't get roles. that joke? Yeah, I get that joke. No, listen, this guy, he was good in his role, but in the end, he was not a big actor. He did not. He's not a big actor. I got a good He was uh, registered. He's got a big hat. Everyone's got cowboy hats, except for one dude. I don't know. I'm sorry, Edgy. Some kind of hat hippie. Well, this is the con man part of uh, uh, evil. That George is still young? Is he still a boy? Is his daddy what he's a con doing man? right now? Is, yeah, he's young right now. He's like in his teens. And what he's doing is he's titillizing them with uh, like something big's going to happen tonight. And they're all like, it's kind of like a Tom Sawyer thing. Like, what are you talking about? What? Oh, I can't talk about it. <laughs> So Evil Knievel is like a daredevil with words. He's a stuntman of the vernacular, as well as a vehicular. Vehicular is not a word. Oh, man. So they're all sitting around a bar. <laughs> so far, Yeah, and as soon as he starts to lose them, he drops another... He drops another, like, uh, hint, and they all get excited, and he goes, no, no, I shouldn't have even mentioned it. You know what's also weird about this movie is that it's, he's being played by uh, uh, George uh, Hamilton. George Hamilton, yeah. And George Hamilton became one of those pop culture celebrities who can no longer play roles because he's always known as George Hamilton. And every time he's cast, he's cast because he's George Hamilton. Do you know what I mean? Right. I mean, he was in Godfather 3, but I still feel like it was a stunt role. So he's he was someone. in Godfather 3. He was a lawyer, yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it, it, it worked to the part, but I, I think it's part and partial because he became, you know, a name, a celebrity. And, and, and it's kind of hard to, to, to get into a role. Like, he's playing someone else right now. Because uh, as an actor, I mean, he's still an actor. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like people see him and he goes, "That's George Hamilton and Zorro." You know what I mean? Uh oh, ad. Yeah, I got the same ad at the same time as you. So, George Hamilton was writing a script. It was he was writing a script about a, a bronco rider from a rodeo who switches to motorcycles, and he was interviewing stunt people like to get ideas for a story and he kept on hearing about Evil Knievel it kept on coming up right and that's how he went um, and he, he caught up with Evil Knievel in a, ho- a hospital room in San Francisco because you know San Francisco is just the center of the world so he goes to San Francisco and sees him in a hospital room because of his he, you know of course he has broken bones and he found evil much more interesting than what he was writing. Hey, so Carl, That's my uh, uh, my movie is about to, to buffer on. I'm going to hit pause. Uh, okay. So I'm on. Uh, I pause at 10 minutes and 12 seconds.
Really? I'm at 11.13, and I think we're at the same... All right, hang on. Hit pause. What okay, I'm yet? paused. All right, so you said you're at 11.13? I am. Okay, hang on, uh, hang on. So people listening, we are going to uh, get to 11.13 and uh, start watching, resuming watching the movie with Carl. So... I've already hit play. I'm just watching everybody storm out. It must be 11.45. Um, I'm almost caught up. Look, they don't even look both ways when they cross the street. That is just... <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It's, it's, Nobody's coming. No, it's the 70s. There's no, they didn't really care. I bet they didn't have uh, seatbelts back then. You're about to... Actually, it's the 70s when they made this, but this thing you're looking at now is the early 50s. Oh, I got you right. That's his, his young. A cop is going to come along, and he's uh, going to do something that you would never hear of today, even in a small town. Okay, Carl, I'm going to get to. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're getting to that point. At least I am. Uh, I'm going to count down to eleven thirteen at ten at starting three. So, three, two, one, go. So there should be a dog fucking barking. Yeah. All right, I'm with fucking you. a. Cool. Hey, you right there, Paul? All right. This cop will turn over to evil people a gun. A citizen, just a regular person. Right. I don't know. I don't okay. like the sound of that. Now, the crowd is watching evil. And he is over at the bank. Right. But there was no such thing as an ATM back then, so what the fuck? No, there was human teller I can't even call it a machine right oh yeah you know that's you can tell how old my jokes are when I perform stand up comedy because I'm like don't you hate waiting in line at the bank just to take out $20 <laughs> and why do they chain the pens I hate when you're writing a check at the counter and they had the date and it says January 15th, but they don't have the courtesy to tell me what... Oh, January uh, 17th. They don't have the courtesy to tell me which decade. Is it 1917? Is it 2017? I'd like to know. If I'm at a bank writing a check, it might be 1917. Do you still write checks seriously, Mike? I yeah, do. of course I do. You, yeah, I love writing checks. He's going to open the door and set off the alarm. Don't let anybody get up. It's the beginning of the year, Carl. You know what I hate about rain checks? What? 2016, you write on them? Yeah, it's rain 2017. That's how you know 2016 was a bad year, because I have not done that. The very first check I wrote was 2017. Okay, so he went up to the top of the roof. Snuck in the window, came downstairs, opened the door, and set off the alarm. And now the cops here. And they brought sticks. No, no, he's saying the guy's inside. Oh, there's George. Is he out of floors? He's scared. A man will get desperate when he's scared. So we're a couple seconds ahead, but I, I see what's going on. This See, is he like says, I'm not going around back without a gun. Oh, so that's why Evil's like, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Oh, man. 
Give me a gun. All right. The cop gives the evil a gun. Can you believe? That couldn't happen today. It just couldn't happen today. Oh, and Robert so, Rodriguez movies, they do it all the time. They, they, they deputize each other, and then they go give it all, all the guns. Yeah, they got the gun. Well, I mean, it's just... So now the cop goes around back. Right. And George Hamilton goes inside, or evil, and basically takes the money out. Withdrawal. And everybody, the whole crowd's seeing what's going on, you know. He's, what he's doing right now, he's shooting the safe itself so it cracks open. Meanwhile, a dog walks into the gunfight and walks out. He went that way. See, that guy was good in this role, but he, he always remained just a little actor, you know? He never he never got big. But there's a gunfight and the dog walked in to, into the gunfight and then walked out. You're just too politically correct. You won't to laugh. Okay, now uh, look what Elvis does so he doesn't get in trouble. Elvis or evil? Evil, evil. I'm sorry. But that's intentional, don't you think? Oh, his name is so close to Elvis. He's got to cut them in, right? Look, he's like, I'm going to jump over these cars. Evil, we bought the four cars. I put my mortgage out to, to buy these cars. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to drive over. So this flashes back and forth through time, right? Hold on a second. We're, uh, yeah, we're going back and forth through time. That's right. Now we're back in the 50s again. Oh, he looks like a greaser. Now we're going to see this great character actor. I know you know his face. His name's Dub Taylor. I looked it up. Huh. No, I know his music. I'm a big fan of Dub. Dub Taylor. <laughs> yeah, listen, his, his songs go on for a while, but, you know. That's very new millennium. Oh, they're at a food truck. Well, food truck um, you see, Evil uh, was actually an insurance salesman who became a motorcycle salesman, and as stunned to sell motorcycles, he'd do the jumping. And then he decided, I'm just good at this, and I like this, and people care about it. So he, he went to rodeos and would do motorcycle jumps. He would, he would talk to the owner and, you know, 50 bucks if I make it, you know, 100 if I don't. <laughs> and the owner's like, yeah, sure, it's not my liability. Well, that's why he rose to fame so easily, because he'd say, yeah, I'll jump 19 cars. Nobody would do that. You know, like, a real motorcycle stunt person would be like, I'm not doing that. Right, no, I, I need to be insured. Hurt. I need to be insured. You need to insure me, and you need to have insurance for throwing a, a stunt like that. But evil would would absolutely get his bones broken, and it would be okay with it. You take a spill. As a matter of fact, the jump that made him famous at Caesar's Palace, he completely horribly gasped. He failed. And he, in front of the whole world, tumbled like a rag doll. Wow. I mean, it was, you know, that's what made, there it is, Doug Taylor. You've seen him before. Right, but so, so do people go to see him get the shit kicked out of him? Yeah. 
Yeah, but the thing is, that's part of the reason why he would be popular. He would he would say to the guy, like, $50 if I make it, $100 if I don't. Oh, wow. People would see a horrific crash. Right. And he would be going for the money. Well, you know, I have a, actually, I, I did a little research, and I have an archived radio ad for Evil Knievel's uh, Caesar uh, Palace. Caesar Palace. Yeah. All right, so. This Friday, 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 February 1971. Come see evil, 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 can evil, can evil, die. Possibly in front of your very eyes, live. Bring the kids. Kids get a free kids meal. Watch him plummet like a rag doll. A human rag doll. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was dominating the AM radio. So, listen, this is what happened. He was not a famous person at all, and he didn't talk to Caesar's Palace. He just called up news outlets and said, a guy will be jumping at Caesar's Palace on such and such, you know, to make people come down and see it. He'd be jumping over the fountain. (laughs) And when he finally got people to commit to coming, he then called up the person at Caesar's Palace who was in charge of it, pretending to be a fan, like... Say here, when's this year jump happening? He would call up, like as a con man, saying, Are y'all sure for this jump? Eventually, Caesar's Palace just had to. I mean, the press all knew about it. People were clamoring for it. And then Elvis went, I mean, uh, sorry, he's so into Elvis, Elvis. I call him that. Urban Elvis. Evil evil went, and he basically conned his way into the jump. And the, then he became famous from it. So that, that's how I should uh, jump. Uh, I think that's how my career go. I'm going to go perform stand-up outside of Caesar Palace. <laughs> and then I'll have people call up. I heard you have Mike Spiegelman performing at the Caesar Palace. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, he's, he's going to be out in the valet. Section. Are there tickets still available? I don't see them on your website. Yeah. <laughs> Who do I, I got to sleep with? Hi, I like to pack the Mike Spiegel. I like to uh, sign up for the Mike Spiegelman weekend. Uh, get a reservation. I like to get a room. That is great. I'm here to see Mike Spiegelman. I like to rent a, room, a suite. Oh, I guess I guess we have to put you on the stage. Oh, by the way, the footage you're going to see, you will absolutely see the real Evil Knievel on his jumps in this movie. They didn't do movie tricks. They just used the footage. I would figure they would have a separate stuntman recreate Evil's stunts. No, it's just the, it's just the real, uh, real jump. And they used to do that in old movies, you know, use actual footage. You could tell it was actual. Oh, man, look at all these cows. Okay, so check this out, Mike, right? George Hamilton goes over to Evil Evil's house to drop off the script that they're going to use, okay? All right. And he goes in there, and Evil Evil says, I want you to read this to me. And George Hamilton was like, oh, 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 oh Evil, you're so funny. <laughs> and then Evil Can Evil pulls out a gun and says, you didn't understand me. And, you know, pulls back the hammer. You're kidding me. No. And so Evil Can, so George Hamilton reports that he did the best 
screen reading, you know, script reading he's ever done with full because, drama. Because a man pointed a gun at him. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you'd think it would be like, okay, that's it, deals off, he's he just crazy. But, I mean, it was already in production, they spent the money. It's so crazy. So he was literally uh, performing because he had a gun pointed to his head. <laughs> No, That's the only reason why he started. He started this movie because they pointed, literally pointed a gun at his head. <laughs> That's the reason. This, this, and Lyndon Lovelace from Deep Throat are the only two <laughs> actors in, in, in movie history to have a gun pointed to their heads and say, "You better perform." Right? Yeah. That's insane. That That's what we're watching the last twenty fucking minutes. It's a man who has to watch this, or he will get his brain splattered across the. You know the part of that? Um, here we see his wife, and it's the first time in the film we see it. Yeah. This film is really a love story about him and her. The truth is that he's a womanizer in real life, but in the film, it's like a love story. Now, this is a theatrically released movie or just a TV movie? Yeah. So people pay yeah. money to see basically the real stunts buffered by 88 minutes of his acting about fake uh, his fake non uh, tris a lot of there's a lot of reality in the film the guy who wrote the script says that uh, he yeah. is the proudest of this movie of any of the movies he's done because they shot the script which is apparently very rare they, well, that's they that's didn't John Millis. John Millis, who wrote Conan and uh, wrote and directed uh, uh, Red Dawn. What a oh the oh it's the same person. Yeah, uh, uh, wrote, I think uh, his name's Chomsky, right? Oh, I, all right. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I I'm too tired to check. It's not known Chomsky, right? It's his like brother. Let me hang on. No, Frank Chomsky. Give me IMDb. Look up who wrote. Uh, it's not even worth it. Okay, so there's a rodeo, and there's one man down. Why? Why, why was this a good idea? That guy is like the drunk who became evil's friend, and he's dead right now. He's dead there. He just got thrown from the bowl, but it was really about alcohol, not So now they. Did he die of alcohol poisoning? Did he die because he was drinking? Then why'd you bring it up? Show some respect. <laughs> it was a human being who died who happened to like to drink. Yeah. What a bunch of bull. This whole rodeo is a bunch of bull. Yeah, it's a bunch of, it's a, he's got six of them. I mean, I can't even stand it. It stinks. Now, here comes the junk. Oh, all right. I thought they were going to bring out uh, Jack and the Best Friends. Right? Yeah, it's like the, the guy who became his friend is dead. There's nothing he can do, so... Was that Awful who died? Awful Knoffel? <laughs> no, that was a jailmate. He's not in the movie. Awful Knoffel, man. He's such a... He was, he's a dick, but he was great at Dire Straits. What a talented guitar player. Mark Kniffel. Yeah, that guy... I think he was even in uh, Back to the Future 3. Dove Taylor. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Because they had a lot of character actors just sitting around at the saloon. Yeah. They only had like Why would people. anybody run for pleasure? <laughs> what are them? Some kind of Indian moccasins? <laughs> Look yeah. at those skins. 
They had to get like the the brand name in there somehow. They you know, and the kind of name is Clint. <laughs> I mean, I know what you got to do nowadays. Oh, this is the speech he gave before? So when he first gave it to This is representative of a lot of different rodeos that he went around to and did just. It was like, he's not a famous person here at all. It just, he was a sideshow. If she's By not way, crooked, then how come John Podesta said in his email that she's crooked? <laughs> Am I right, people? Yeah, am I right? Oh, I got a commercial. I got a commercial break. I got a commercial going. Let me close it. Conference calling. Try it free. Oh, I'm on USA. Ads by Google. All right, hang on a second. All right, I'm going to skip that and then hit pause. Uh, so it's buffering right now for me. I have 26 Now, um, this guy, uh, Evil Can Evil. All right, hang on a second, Carl. I have it paused at 2624. I just got out of the commercial. Okay, I'm pausing. I'm at 2652. You have it paused for what? For buffering? Uh, you said 53. I'll let you know when to hit play, okay? Uh, okay, I'm 2652. Mm-hmm. Do I have time to tell you a story about evil? Yeah. Okay, we wouldn't have Evil Knievel if not for the president of this insurance company, right? Evil Knievel, before he did any of this stuff, before he sold motorcycles, was an insurance salesman. Right, right here we go. 2651, 52, 53. Okay. Um, he goes into, check this out, this is a true story. He goes into a mental hospital, Evil Knievel, to sell insurance. And he sold two hundred and seventy-one policies. At a mental institution, and yeah, money is <laughs> money, right? So then he goes to the president and says, "Listen, if I beat all the sales records, will you make me the vice president?" And the president, lucky for us, said, "Hell no, son!" And then he goes, "Well, fine, I quit." And he went off to sell motorcycles. <laughs> so, Evil Knievel, did he have like a, a line of motorcycles? He had dolls and a cartoon show and all this stuff. No, he would always ruin it. He was his own worst enemy. This is what happened. He had all those toys, right? Uh, and he had deals, right? Okay, this guy. So this, wait, is this? Are we watching Evil right now on the motorcycle? No, no. This is George Hamilton. Okay. But when they do the actual jump, they're going to cut to like archival footage. No, no, because this was before he was famous. Uh, See how he goes to the top and stops? Yeah. That was a trademark. He would always do that. That's an evil move. You know, well, he must be great in bed then, if he knows how to rock that rhythm. <laughs> Just about to pop it. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to wheel back. All right, here we go. Here he comes. Stuntman, 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 stuntman. Did they hire Evil as to be his own stuntman in this movie? Nope. <coughs> yeah. Because he was probably the same age as it. Okay, so you know the Snake River jump that he did, Snake River Canyon? So Snake River Canyon is in Colorado or whatever? I. Uh, uh, it's not. It's, but it's a canyon, and it's in the bottom of a hill. 
and he was going to drive his motorcycle down to the bottom and jump the chasm. Well, actually, it was a um, um, it was a rocket. Got into a little rocket. Uh, what do you mean a rocket? Yeah, yeah, it was a rocket. Um, he he didn't he couldn't do it in a. Uh, see, he's got the money from the character actor. This is supposed to show you what got him started. Okay, so there was a promoter for Snake River Canyon. His name was Shelley Saltman, right? So he wrote a book about the experience of working with evil, okay? So then evil goes over to his house with the baseball bat and beats him senseless. Wow. Wow, that's a... He gets arrested, he goes to court, and he proudly admits, yes, I did it. And he said, do your worst, judge. And the judge did. He put him in jail. So, oh, here, here's some real footage. Then Evil got a work release program, and he would have a limo come and pick him up. From jail. <laughs> and jail so they took that away from him. Anyway, my point was, he never got his... His toy deals were killed when he... When he beat that guy up and he got arrested and it was in the news, he lost his toy deal. So he would always do stuff like that, ruin his own chances. Now, this, this is real footage. This is real footage of him. Wow, look at that. He did the Charlie's Angel jump over a motorcycle trick. Watch this. He's going through the fire. I'm at 30-35. What about you? I'm on 30-34. 54, 55, 56. Oh, on a little head. Like... See, did you see that was evil? He went over him on the. Yeah, I'm watching him jump over all these cars. Now you see that midget guy? That's the guy from in real life, but it was right. the guy in the. He's gonna jump now over. Now watch a him bunch fall down and get hurt here. Well, I, I'm watching him jump over a bunch of cars. Oh yeah, here we go. He's falling. That's a pretty shitty spill. I'm at 31:07. Tell me when you are. I'm at 31:26. Oh, you are? You're handsome. Yeah. I'm watching a bunch of jumps. Would you pause at some point and tell me when you do and I'll catch right. up to you? You know what? I wouldn't mind watching those stunts again. So why don't we go back to... Where do you want? Let's start back with the stunts. See, I need you in the studio, my friend. This is real footage of him very hurt many times. All right. I, I skip back to... Uh, Wow. All right. I skipped back a little bit. So I'm going to hit pause, but let's go ahead and watch all those stunts again. I'll tell you how he fakes it. Okay, what time are you at? Uh, I skipped back a a little bit uh, pretty far back. Uh, I'm over on 2932. What? Okay, I pressed. I want to get to the beginning of the stunts. I want to get to the beginning of the stunts, which might be for a second. I'm at 32. You tell me when you get to 3200. All right. I'll tell you when I get to 3200. This Uh, is all real footage. Do you want to start at the beginning of the footage, which is like at... uh, No. No? No? All right. 32, you said? It's too unstable, my uh, my YouTube. All right. I am at 32. Mm. He just jumped in a stadium. But he's showing his picture. He's like the Elvis of, of motorcycle accidents. Yeah, it's on purpose, by the way. His name? 
his his wearing white and looking like Elvis. He loved Elvis. Well, sure. I'm sure that's hardwired in him. Look, he's spice, uh, he's beating his wife with a fly swatter. Okay, I want you to tell me when you're at 33. All right. Well, I'm right sorry. Now, right now? No. No, some guy just walked in there and he's saying something dramatic. That's the doctor. He's saying, oh, uh, he said, uh, listen, Evil, I thought you were Elvis. And I was like, that's what a dream to be your doctor. But I'm actually, when I realize you're evil could evil, this is ludicrous. All right, I'm getting close to 33. And, uh, now. So what's going on here is the doctor's very frustrated with uh, evil because he tells him stuff and evil doesn't care and does it anyway. I mean, he is evil. It's in his name. It's not like they didn't think he was not evil. The doctor's like, evil, I'm going to touch you here. No homo. (laughs) <laughs> no homo. It was 1971, Carl. You have to understand. Okay, tell me when you're at 3402. Let's get caught up exactly. You're kidding me. All right. No. Sorry. Uh, 3402. Right. And count it down. Well, I'm at 3356, 57, 58. 59, 3401, 2. Thank you. All right. So now we are there. We have a shirtless George Hamilton playing a shirtless Evil Knievel. And as a doctor puts Band-Aid after Band-Aid on his knee, he's telling his patient, you may never be able to ride a motorcycle over 12 hard cars again. Like... That would make sense to me, Carl. Carl, what? As your doctor, Carl, you can never ride a motorcycle over twelve parked cars again. Okay. You see, he's got a broken femur right this very second, and he's still going to do a jump today. So that's why the doctor's frustrated. That poor animal. That poor femur. You know, femurs sleep during the day. Oh. Yeah. They're nocturnal femurs. Did you hear that? Yeah. Isn't that loving? Carl, as your doctor, you can never drive your motorcycle over 12 parked cars again. Because All right, I, I agree with it's you. It's not because of your health. It's just so expensive to get 12 cars, and then you have to get the permits, and then you have to talk to the city, and the insurance goes over the roof, and you just can never do that again. you got to promote the event. Yeah, you got to get the ramps built, and you got to get the social media. To, to, uh, it's, just, it's just too much to juggle. How you did it the first time. Did he make money off of these jumps? Um, not really. That's the thing about him. He always broke even. He never really made money. For this film here, he only got $25,000. Of his life story. Well, yeah. I mean, he... I want you to stay here. 
don't you going out getting kidnapped? He's been acting with it in that bathtub. Oh, did you hear him say kidnapped? Oh, I guess so. There's, I don't know. I don't really watch these movies. There's a story, right? Yeah. He kid he kidnapped his wife twice. Uh, first, both in the fifties, in the early fifties, he kidnapped her, and he was charged with the crime for that. Um, and then he was charged with the crime with that. That's awful. <laughs> and then she goes off to college, and he goes and drives the motorcycle into the dormitory. Or whatever they call it, it was the girls' room. Like D Day from Animal House. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and kidnaps her again and they go off and get married. But Mike, there's some story there because the word kidnap means I mean, nobody tells the story. I read it in multiple internet sites and nobody said they eloped in nineteen fifty six, right? Yeah. They ran off to get married. No, he kidnapped her. So they weren't married. He kidnapped her and and uh, forced married her. He kidnapped her and married her. Right. Okay. Hang right. on. Hang on a sec. So he forced. He abducted his fiance and forced well, she, her to marry him. She wasn't him. a fiance at that time. She okay. was a girlfriend who went off to college. And then in the movie version, he sticks and points a gun to the an actor and says, "You got to play me, and you got to portray my uh, me eloping with my wife." <laughs> This guy covers no bases. I mean, he covers all the bases. He's like, yeah, I'll kidnap you, but I will uh, make a movie version where I don't, even if I have to point a gun to the actor's head to play me. Well, like I said, this is sort of their love story. So at the end of the film is when the kidnapping happens, or do you see it? Okay, oh, here we go. Here we go. Some real now. shit. Look at that crowd. Oh, he goes yeah, he up. Goes he teases. Oh, that's Caesar's Palace, all right. Yeah. He's going to jump over the... He's going to jump the fountain. And he conned this. That crowd, he conned it. Watch this now. Oh, this is terrible. Oh. He did jump it, and then... Look. Oh, he's standing. He could have fallen his hands. Broken, broken, broken. Looks like a dummy. Broken. Next phone. Broken, broken, broken. This is what I paid good money to see in this movie. This is what made him famous, what we're watching right now. Which is now on this big screen. You would pay money to see this on the screen if if you saw this in 1971. What a terrifying spill. He just like turned around like he was a creep. This is real footage. Oh, yeah. Back to movie. So everybody got paid to be in this movie then? Everybody got what are you what are you asking? The crowd? Yeah. No. So this is still real, right? No, this is no. This, this is, is cut to move. George That's Hamilton George lying Hamilton. there hurt. Is that really him? No, it's George it's Hamilton. It's George Hamilton. That's so weird. And they're they're obviously showing people taking photographs of him. And to make commentary, but this is a movie where they show the real accident and then reenact the, you know, so fuck you. The aftermath. Yeah. Those hungry paparazzi try to exploit your image. Now, as you know, he was not a nice person. Right. He was a criminal. He kidnapped. Okay, but here's some story about why that might be true. 
Well, we just saw him taking that spill. His mother was inside of the hotel, and they said, your son is hurt, your son is hurt. And she didn't go outside to check on him. Huh. So maybe she wasn't the nicest lady. <laughs> the mother. So his nasty mother made him into a nasty wife-abducting stuntman. You'll notice that the mother is not a part of this movie at all, even yeah. though she was in his life. Well, this is probably... There's a reason. I mean, he came from somewhere bad. Yeah, you would figure like a movie where a guy gets like pummeled and has to go to the hospital, there would be like a, a mother in the, in the waiting room. Yeah, I don't know if she was at the... Oh, yeah, there's one... The very first jump he ever did for the motorcycle sales... He jumped over cougars and rattlesnakes, right? He Wait a minute, he jumped over cougars? And rattlesnakes in cages, yeah. To sell bikes, to sell motorcycles. Oh, so the rattlesnakes were... Well, that's a good thing they were cages, because it wasn't like them, pumas and, and rattlesnakes hanging out together. Well, it were they gets fighting? worse, Mike. <laughs> it gets really worse. Mind you, it was his first jump ever, okay? So he didn't really know if he could do it or whatever. Okay, so the cougars are first, and he sails over the cougars. That's okay. The rattlesnakes are next, but he does not sail over the rattlesnakes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he just nicks the top of the cage. And what happens is he crashes, and the rattlesnake's uh, cage flips over his head <laughs> and into the ground. <laughs> 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 it smashed open, and all these angry rattlesnakes were in the crowd. Oh, that's great revenge for the fucking audience. <laughs> They're like, no, we're passive. Uh, we're passive oh, to yeah. this trip. We just came to watch it. We don't want to become part of the carnage. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, what do you call that kind of theater when they involve you? Yeah, immersive theater, I guess. It was it was it was one of an experimental theater where rattlesnakes raid onto the audience. It's a metaphor. It's an apt metaphor about our, our voyeuristic uh, hedonistic ways. I guess it didn't get uh, anybody hurt because all you hear about is the story. There's no. Well, I mean, you would watch the History Channel will have a documentary on Evil Knievel, but then when you turn to Animal Planet, they have it from the point of view of the rattlesnake. <laughs> I was there, rattlesnake story. Hello. I was quite shaken. I mean, I, I know I'm a rattlesnake, but I was uh, also kind of thrown back, I should say. Okay, now you see these sexy girls, right? Yeah. Do I? Okay, and you see their hair is so... Like, They're like B-52 style. What day is that? Yeah. Like Sandro Day? <laughs> Those hairstyles are like uh, aerosol cans. They use two and a half aerosol cans by there. You know, I've seen this movie. With, uh, his motorcycle goes by and her hair is catching on fire. Yeah, she's, he's going to jump her hair. Aflavelva. <laughs> so, um... It's um, this he's a womanizer in the real world, but in this movie, this is the only time you see him with like other chicks. You see how they're dressed up as nurses? They do it to like tease the doctor. Oh. He's going to escape and try to get on a motorcycle. 
What kind of fucking hospital is this anyway? Where it's like two fucking ladies could dress up in sexy nurse outfits and fucking evil can evil himself get wheeled out in a wheelchair in his uh, red vest. Everything's a lot looser back then, you know. I mean, yeah. Today, if they were going through the lobby of some intensive care place, they'd be they like, excuse me, more. excuse me, who are you? Excuse me, how come like, you're demeaning my profession by dressing as a sexy nurse in the <laughs> hospital? See, they're putting him on the bike with his foot up. Oh, this is now, hysterical. this is real, by the way. I mean, it's done like a movie here. I'm right. sure it wasn't as nice and glamorous. I don't think this is even done like a movie. Let's suppose that, like, you go to work as a nurse and you go to your shift. You right. know all the doctors. You know all the nurses, your co-workers. So if you see some random person dressed in white, right. you're not going to be like, oh, it must be another nurse. You, you know, know if it's you ant colony. If you are a nurse who's out there for your profession, you're going to be slammed as like, oh, you're just a sex object in a uniform. And then you're going to see <laughs> these women who are kind of glorified up not wearing regulation uniform, but more of like a spirit Halloween, uh, Frederick of <laughs> Hollywood's kind of like heightened uh, sexy nurse co- uh, uniform. Not only do they know they're not working for the hospital, they'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, it's a demeaning way. That's his uh, future wife, by the way. Oh, the one he nearly ran over? Yeah, he's bragging. He's showing off. Oh, this is the abduction scene. He's going to drive his motorcycle and lasso her. It's, it is Russell the beginning, her. like before they... I'm going to rustle me up a wife. Yeah. Is this still Butte? Yeah, this is Butte, and it's high school. Never mind that they're... Uh, of 45 in the scene. In their 30s. Yeah, if they're high school, then... Uh, I guess I'm still in high school. He dropped out, by the way. He dropped out of high school? (laughs) Evil (laughs) Godiva? He worked in the mines for a short time, and he got fired because what he did, (laughs) he did a wheelie. (laughs) He took one of those heavy, those yellow trucks, you know, those heavy lifter things, and he did a wheelie, and... Onto this, um, I don't know what to call it, and he took out the power to the town. <laughs> and he got fired. He popped the wheelie with a heavy lifter, whatever, and he smashed into the whatever you call it, the terminal block or whatever, took out the power in the town of Butte. You are fired. That's so funny, man. He sounds great. I mean, they should make a movie about him. <laughs> yeah, maybe now that he uh, he's pa- he's passed on, evil is he still? Yeah, he us? died at uh, six, uh, age of sixty nine. It was two thousand something. That's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> is it? Is it young? It's young. Sixty nine. That's young. I, well, I don't know. It feels like it, in today's world, it's it's. Uh, just a tiny bit young, right? It's like 10 years young. Right. Well, maybe he lived like... What? Did, I mean, he must have just like spent the rest of his days like what, having lawsuits and... Uh... <laughs> I guess. 
This is but pretty crazy. But his son went on to be... Did you know his son did jump the Grand Canyon? Robbie so, Knievel? Ronnie Knievel. So he wasn't Evil Knievel Jr. He was Ronnie Knievel? Uh, it's with, like, Robert. Robert he was Knievel. A junior. Evil Knievel's name is Robert Knievel. And he named his son Robbie. Or they call him Bob, Bob Knievel. So, so he, he na- but he named his son Robert, which is uh, also, or he named his son Bobby. You know, his name, son's name is Bobby, and I, Bobby's nickname is Robert. <laughs> um, his name was Robert. He named his son Robert, and to distinguish the two of them, he went by Robbie, whereas oh, I his see. father went by Eagle, of course. This is like, they shot this scene by driving on the sidewalk, and it looks like the people weren't aware of it. Look at these, you know. He's a hoodlum. Let's Butte. Butte looks pretty uh, fun. Would you live in a town like this? Would it's- Carl live in a town, Butte, Montana? Uh, I don't know. If I was born there, I would, but I wouldn't choose it. Look how pretty it is. It's got hills. It is nice. It's got municipal buildings. It's got schools. Oh, it is a school right there. It's got stray dogs walking in the middle of the street. Is that the same dog that walked into the gunfight? <laughs> yeah, That probably. fucking dog must have followed the whole production. During the... No one's going to notice the dog walking into the shot. It's the same fucking dog from 20 minutes ago. Nobody uh, will notice. If it's the person, they might. It's so funny that they have a stuntman doing stunts for the movie, and then for the key stunts, they have the actual footage. And then, like, and you, yeah. So you go and by George ticket. Hamilton himself. Yeah, and George Hamilton on the motorcycle with his co host uh, gripping onto him while he's just Did flying. you see what he just did? Yeah. Is that him? Or no, that was a stunt guy? He, he, I don't know, but, but I'm saying he jumped over the police car. Now, the notes from the movie, like, they looked online, I've read a lot about the movie. That was fake. That never really happened. It well, first off, let's be let's give the cops some credits. The cops, when when trying to stop a motorcyclist, would not at the bottom of the hill sandbag it at an angle and put a plywood over it so it looks like a ramp, and then park their car right underneath the ramp and stand side by side. It's half not expecting the car to kind of jump over the motorcycle to jump over it, right? They're this not is, fooling you. Yeah, that's only in the movies. You hear this, like, kind of hokey music? I swear the 70s was terrible for that. What do you think it is? It's fucking awful. It's hokey. It's, like, leftover from, like, the 40s. This is back when flute players are, like, ran rock bands. Yes. You hear they're playing that, um, what is it called? The orc instrument? Sounds like a xylophone. They're playing, like, every instrument. I can hear the kitchen sink being banged at this point. It's a xylophone, fucking piano, banjo, yeah. flute. Again, like I paid good money to watch this evil get fucked up. I didn't pay for the song. Oh, he's stuck. Not evil. He's Super gone. evil. I know. I'll no, jump out of the frame. He jumped out of the frame. I can't see him. They all know him anyway. 
Akibo said. Oh, yeah, we're, we're at a distance, but I don't want to. He blames the bike on them. His fucking arm is so gross. Oh, there we go. He's in jail, and he's got a sling, and he's limping, so that's the result of his car accident. This would be the thing to have him eat awful canoffle, but it doesn't happen. You know, I like how movies always, like, especially in the Fast and Furious films, always show, like, you can get into a horrible car accident and survive. Yeah. You know, like, in, in Fast and Furious movies, their cars will flip over and flip and flip and flip. <laughs> and, and they walk away. They'll land, right, you know, on the, uh, right on the road and drive off. Or, you know, they'll, they'll roll down the hill and uh, get into a terrible accident and then, like, walk away. Yeah. And here, oh, Evil just, you know, he ripped my arm's broken. Next scene, he's got a sling. What kind of breakfast do you think they're going to get at prison? Jack-in-the-box, I think. <laughs> they had jack-in-the-boxes then, right? You know, Wait, actually, No, no, uh, that wasn't until McDonald's came out. Uh, right. Well, McDonald's had all you can, uh, all day breakfast back then, 1971. And it's actually 2 in the afternoon. And they're just mocking them. Do you, do, you have, do you have brunch menu, Jack? My what menu, Jack? Brunch, brunch. Oh, got it. If you guys go to my website, luggagetuesdays.com, there's a link to all my brunch jokes, which uh, I'm not going to read online. But. No, you did this great joke. You said the breakfast menu is all day, but brunch still ends at 2.30. Don't you remember? Oh, right. It was so funny when you did it. Okay. All right. I went to McDonald's and said breakfast anytime, so I got French toast from the Renaissance. That's the joke I heard before. That's Stephen Wright. Ah, oh. (laughs) That Uh. joke is old, because Stephen Wright is old. Well, I mean, his, yeah, I mean, the the material that launched him is old. (laughs) Yeah, he made a new material. Wait, is his girlfriend going on a date with, uh... I did see the film for the show, but I forget this part, I guess. It's so funny. This music is terrible. This 50s music. Generic 50s music. Generic 50s music. That's <laughs> so bad I just muted it because I if can't this, If it. this band played at a street uh, corner, this is 50s music, I hope it was a freeway intersection because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Wait, is a three-way intersection because... Yeah, a car will hit him. <laughs> oh, okay. They'll get hit by traffic. If, if I was listening to this band on the street and they had like a little cup for the money, like I'd go up there and like take 30 cents. You would take 30 cents. <laughs> so he says so he's parking his motorcycle outside the lobby. Um, oh, it wasn't a date. It was... They're the going stuff. with the team to the... The high school team. He looks like Charlie Sheen. He does, yeah. That's George Hamilton looking at you. How much plastic surgery do you think George Hamilton has? What was that about plastic surgery? And George Hamilton, do you think uh, he's ha- he has plastic surgery? T- today, as yeah. a... 
I don't know. Uh, he certainly does have that fake hand stuff. He's a very handsome man. I don't think he would... Yeah, maybe for his eyes, like to pull his... Uh, uh, get rid of wrinkles or something. Yeah, he might have had his eyes... What's it called? Pluck? Oh, you... yeah, sure. Well, everyone does that. I'm not plucking my eyes right now. My eyebrows. <laughs> So I like the little dot, the the neon lights of Vite Montana in the background. Okay, so now we're back in okay. today's. today's yeah, cuts to his wife. I'm making a scrapbook. There's no yep. Facebook right now. And there's Evil preparing, getting to his jumpsuit while holding a beer. And it's an Elvis. Okay, so I read this on the internet too. Back then, there was Hell's Angels, and there were all these. Uh, you know, born to be wild. So it was all about the black leather jacket. And, you know, motorcyclers were always in dark uniforms. So this is why he consciously decided to go white. So he could be like an angel of a counterculture. Oh, I see. So he could be, he could fight the reputation of the, the hoodlum uh, motorcycle rider. He's the great white hope. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess so. <clears throat> so, and he likes to wear the outfit at home, lying around talking to his wife. He was that kind of person. Oh no, he he's not at home right now. He's going to be going out there and doing another. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I think he's in like a hotel, uh, a waiting place to do another jump. I could be wrong, but. You see the one on his shirt? Yeah. Yeah, what about the one? Oh, well, it was just a symbol of his. I remember um, on the motorcycle that I had with that one, a lot of people had those patches. You see how he has, um, it was like United States. Yeah, right. Um, Well, that's the thing. He was trying to, like, not be the... Uh, he did want to be counterculture, but he wanted to be like the opposite of the motorcycle image. And that was... Well, it's funny too because he's wearing a white uh, jumpsuit with a, a blue stripe with white stars on it and it kind of mm-hmm. looks like a stripped-down Confederate flag. You know what looks I mean? Like, like what? Uh, the, the Confederate flag. You know how it has uh-huh. like a diagonal stripes like that? Yes. So, you, I mean, it doesn't look like it, but... It it's gives the impression. It gives it, it yeah, but it also gives the impression of the red, white, and blue with the the, the white and blue and the stars. Why? She's been drinking like twenty twenty drinks in the last four minutes. This movie's so bad. The lead is taking the his co-leads' drinks and drinking it. They are like so snug. They're actually at IKEA, uh, sitting on their furniture. Well, I mean, you saw it. It said "exit" over the sign. Yeah, and it was that bar. I mean, they're at a racetrack, gonna do another jump type of thing. Oh, they're oh, like now we're the back Oh, uh, flashes back again. Oh, this is the first kidnapping, by the way. Oh, good. This should be the beginning of the film. If they ever retold this story, you started with the kidnapping of his wife. 
Oh, oh what a beautiful day not to get kidnapped. Yes, I agree. It would be terrible if you got suddenly kidnapped. Oh, by the way, um, very, very early in his life, the very first thing he started doing was ski jumping. I was, so he's oh, always right. been like flying through the air and dangerously going to break his bones. Well, did they mention that in the movie, or he's just like a super cool skier? What about? No, that was on the internet that I read about his ski jumping days. Oh yeah. Well, in the movie, he just happens to be a great skier. Well, he was ice skating up to her. Oh. You know the problem with this this movie and skiing have a lot in common. It's downhill from here. Okay, so he's luring her to the car now. I love candy. She says, I'm not getting in the car, and my dad's coming to pick me up. Oh, yeah, you can. These got the tape. Wow. So he says, you take the keys. And that makes her feel safe, like he can't drive away if she's got the keys. But what she doesn't know is this ain't his car. <laughs> so now he hot wires it. Oh, that's funny. All oh, right, there he goes. The old, that's an old trick. And now he's kidnapped his wife, which in this movie is like, oh, isn't that cute? They were so... It's, it's clever. He said, look... I just need you to go into a car with me and sit in the passenger seat while I sit in the driver's seat. You're going to drive off and kidnap me. Now, if you have my keys, they can't wire as a fake car. I mean, not his car. Yeah, not his car. And then he forces her to get married, or? No, that will happen in, uh, in 1956. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this was the first of the two kidnappings, and this is when they were uh, dating. And Okay, so now he's at the YMCA, and she's going to go away uh, to college. So he has to pretend that he doesn't care. Oh, right. What's the manly thing to do? That's that's what men do. Yeah, because you don't want to show that he's vulnerable. Yeah, would you go to college? You'd be a big shot. Now, he does do a very telling speech here. He, uh... Well, he talks about why he does dangerous sports. You see, what's the matter if you don't think of basketball? You don't lose anything. Well, this is where I get George Hamilton and George Plimpton, the writer, uh, mixed up. That's why I don't need no sticking letterman sweater. So he's saying, like, okay, you go to shoot a basketball, you don't make it. Okay, what did you lose? Oh, you lost the game. Big deal. But you go to jump over 20 cars and you don't make it, you're going to lose your life. You're going to lose your, going to break all your bones and 
He's like, that's why I don't need no stinking Letterman's jacket. Letterman's, what is it? Varsity letter? It's like a varsity jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Archie had one. He's gonna. I want an education. I don't want to be a waitress at the mountain and uh, spend the rest of my life here. We have it. We're watching different noble pages. Of her. What? We're we're watching at different times, but I like the effect, so I'm okay with it. But right now he's in the. Yeah, he's at the lines. He's saying, "I'll see you later." So you're ahead of me. It doesn't matter. What does your time say? I'm at the point. I'm at 140, 104.47. I'm at the point where after getting rejected by his uh, wife at the Y, he writes a very sad song called Tell me when you're at 105 exactly. All right, I'll be at 105. Exactly. No, no, hold on. No, no, hold on. I messed it up. I don't know, you know, my daredevil show is passing through there. I'm on 105.10. I'm going to stop it at 105.30 and ask you to okay, sure. let me know. Hold on well, a second. Well, his, his wife's breaking up with him at the Y, and he's going to write a very sad song called YMCA. And he goes, <laughs> it's really sad to get broken up at the Y. All right, here we go. Um, I'm at 105.28, 30. Boom. All right. She doesn't catch the basketball. Yeah, she the wasn't there did for that on purpose. And now this is back when they're together. Mm-hmm. And she's making scrapbooks of him and not her. If you look at the book, it's um, it's him. Yeah. So she spends all day in the in his office, scrap making her own scrapbooks about him. Now half the people ain't even here yet. Do any idea how much money? Oh. I like how she's like uh, he's giving her a hug and he, she's got her hands like against him like get the, get the fuck off me. this is like a flashback to the same scene in the same office like that was a really important phone uh, well it's like a different John okay now we're back in view yeah he's got he's running around he's gonna he's gonna rob the bank wait a second I forget he's gonna chew gum inside a store well, he like the bank teller. The bank person is very suspicious of him, but he ends up being in cahoots with him because he con man the pilsy. He's using the water fountain while he has chewing gum in his mouth. Wanted to come in and thank you for that last month. I like that banker's desk. He's got a sign for the public, and he's got a typewriter going on. Yeah, you see the typewriter? Yeah. But see, he picked up the little placard that says, you know, welcome to our bank. See, they casually start chatting. You see, he blocks the safe. Yeah, right. You can see his hands grab one. Is this before or after the Caesar Palace accident? This is way before. Uh. They hop around as much as a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? Oh, yeah. This is definitely like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, 
You know San Quentin Prison? No, who's San Quentin Prison? I you do San... hard time in San Quentin Prison, but you do much harder time in San Quentin Tarantino Prison. Oh, it's the San Quentin Prison filled with Tarantino characters? Well, like the first day you get there is the day you're like getting released. It's all confusing. <laughs> you know, they, uh... Very violent place in San Quentin Prison, but in San Quentin Tarantino Prison, it's like cartoon violence. There's urinals Seriously. in the background. That's uh, that's important in the case that uh, my audience members they could go pee if they have to. Okay, what's happened here is he goes to Dynamite Town Hall when they have the tax money, the revenue collection. Right. But by mistake, he did the wrong wall, so he blew up the wall to the restroom. Huh, well, good. So he's all yes. pissed off, and he's just going to go get more dynamite now, now, you see. Now, that's, that's the uh, federal office, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he just committed a federal crime. So he goes, what happened? A man blew himself up with dynamite in the bathroom. Is what his lie was. Right. He goes and gets more dynamite. He's got dynamite now. No one's tracking it. No one's saying, like, uh, see, that's odd. All right, so now this guy's drafting beer? What's he making? Oh, no, he's starting to something. No, it's dynamite. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. So now the cops have showed up, investigated. <laughs> Did you get that joke? Yeah. That guy was loud, too. See, and uh, evil is nicely helping the cop out. <laughs> well, they trust evil. They give him his gun. Oh, yeah, and you can so hear the music. It's like it's a wacky music again. What yeah, wacky the music is supposed to convey. It is a pretty daring cinematography. This one take as they follows the guy to his car as the conversation goes. All right. Now he's just going to casually go back into the place he just blew up to blow up the correct wall. Yep, there he is. Carl, keep talking. I got to check something in the studio, okay? Okay. Oh, did you say keep talking? Okay, this is City Hall, um, which was a relative of Daryl Hall uh, before Daryl became famous. Um, City Hall teamed up with City Oats and regretted that choice, as he was City was always tied uh, to to City Oats. You'll see that the uh, window just blew up. They say that it beats robbing banks, but I don't know. Robbing banks was kind of more fun for evil. Now we're going to talk to the press because we're going to be off to another jump. Don't get out of 
All right. Hey, thanks a lot. I had no to light problem. a fire. It's so cold in the studio, and I thought maybe like a <laughs> raccoon had like maybe got stuck in between the wall or something and dug its way out, causing a draft. And I just wanted to plug the hole up, for, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting here uh, in your old stomping grounds in New Jersey with snow on the ground. Oh, it's snowing over there. <laughs> yes. Now I know. Well, it snowed yesterday. I know that uh, San Francisco is not L.A., even though it's sunny California, We're recording but this in we got it worse over here. Well, let me tell you, we are recording this in San Francisco, and while you are over there with the snow, it is uh, there's no snow on the ground, and the sun is out, and it is freezing. I mean, I have to wear, like, a scarf or, and, like, another layer. And, I, you know, I bring a jacket, and, like, most of the time I just hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the time I have to wear it, it's really cold. I might have to put my jacket on right now, I think. Now, is here, he makes clear that he's not part of these um, hoodland motorcyclists of today. <laughs> so is he racist, or what's the deal? He calls it a motorcycle stunt. He goes, it's not a stunt. I can't. I, this is real. I'm going to jump. You're so stunned. <laughs> so does he say, like, I'm not a Hell's Angel? Here's. Easy Rider. Oh, yeah. Pisses him off. I don't want to be compared with all those freaks. That's Riding so funny. Because this movie is 1971, and Z Rider was yeah. like two years before. So, a 1971 movie makes a reference to a movie from two years ago. It's cool. Say again? Well, this movie came out in 1971, and they referenced yeah. Easy Rider, which came out in 1969. So, yeah. it's just funny to see like two theatrically released movies with one you know, making reference to it. I mean, there's a lot of like comedies that'll be like, "Yeah, you're like that thing from the something." But uh... oh, here it is. Here's the second kidnapping. Hi. Oh, so he's at his mother. She's at her mother. That's the mother. Well, she shows up. He shows up to her place like late, nine at night, and visiting hours are over. So evil can't come in. Huh. But you know, evil. He's not going to stand for that. He's going to think of some Fonzie way, and it'll work. You hear the cutesy music playing? All right, so he's going to Fonzie his way back into uh, kidnapping her again. Right. Now, he is going to kidnap this woman. Now, in the movie, it's all nice with the with the happy music. Right. Right? And, but how did it really go down to use the term kidnap? So this is what you're saying. He he just drove his car, his motorcycle into this sorority house. <laughs> oh, and it's going to go up. They just so happen to have like a swir- uh, swirl of staircase. Yeah. All right. So you, you saw a little boob there. Yeah, on YouTube, no less. So, like, one room is a bathtub, and the next one is a bedroom. 
Now, look at the wife's face, right? Yeah. It's nice and fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but in real life, if she was kidnapped, it probably wasn't cool. Well, I, I can't imagine in real life they had a staircase like that that you could easily ride a motor, easy, you know, more easily ride a motorcycle up and down. It just happened to be a coincidence, or the, you know, it's a set design piece. Yeah. But that's probably petrifying. what happened in real life is he did use the bike to break and enter to like smash the door. Is that common? Then, Tell me the last time that happened to you when someone decided to use their motorcycle <laughs> or car to to make a point, drive inside your house. <laughs> Like, he drives inside your house, and then, like, I'm here to take you, and oh, he drives out. That's a very common story. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that he drives inside the house and then does something and leaves. It isn't like you drive your car inside the house and people are like, fuck you, you know, like, you're arrested. No, he gets away with it completely. Yeah. You know, in real life, it was a 16-story building. So she just lied to her father that they're already married. Oh, and they're about to get married. And they're about to get married, yeah. She wanted to see how he'd take it. He cried. That's funny. So they're married. Well, they're going to go get married now. You know what I just realized? This is uh, We were saying that there's another Evil Knievel movie where Evil plays himself that came out later in the decade during the mm-hmm. 70s. But so it's like you, there's a biofilm where someone plays you and it's about you abducting your wife, kidnapping your wife right. twice. And then years later they said, you remember that delightful guy with that delightful bio? You know what we should <laughs> reward him with? Him playing himself in the same story. I mean, I wonder if he was like, I'm going to get this right, because they didn't... I mean, he should be very pleased with the way he's portrayed here. Everything he does is cool. Yeah. Yeah, does it, she's smiling at him right now. Oh, there's some music. Public I think do- we're done now. This song is called Public Domain Library Rejected Our Song. <laughs> Even the well, you remember back in these days, like... You couldn't do a good song in a movie. It had to be, you know... Like a little musical bridge. Yeah. And you couldn't have a good song in a commercial. It had to be like a jingly commercial. If it was too... If it was good, they would say it was. it's too good for the air. Well, you know, the period before, they would always have, like, the name of the song. Every every movie had a theme song. And every right. movie credit, opening credit, had listed the theme song. So it would be like, Evil Knievel... It was directed by da 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 and Evil Knievel right. theme song by Henry Mancini, you know, sung right. by uh, Shirley Bassey. Credits would play at the beginning. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of credits in in movies back in the day. It was like twelve opening credits and eighteen closing credits. Okay, so we saw American flag and Canadian flag. So this must be Ontario, the Ontario where we started. Yeah, they're on a football field and uh, with a big O painted on it. He had a, a rocket attached to his motorcycle. You mean for Snake River Canyon? Yeah. It was a rocket. 
It wasn't a motorcycle. Um, it looks like we're on the half hour mark. Oh, maybe after this finishes, you could look at it in you know, on YouTube. Nah, maybe after this finishes, I run away from it. Oh yeah, maybe that? we should take a look. We should definitely uh, we could play play the event. Oh, this yeah, movie, no, he, man! They play the whole Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> this concludes broadcasting of Channel Four. And we, we end our broadcasting day. The following paid a, a, a commercial is an inf- paid infomercial from Wonder Vision. All right, he's gonna do it. So they never sold a brand of motorcycle with his name on it. They might have sold an evil Knievel. He would always do stuff and wreck it. He'd get a deal and then he'd, do, he'd like offend the owner's wife or something. He'd always wreck it. <laughs> yeah, the owner's wife has no sense of humor. She's in that. He's jumping 19 cars. That's ridiculous. He's jumping 19 cars. I love this audience. It's like real people. Oh, so is this we're, a real we're event? We're going to see real footage, by the way. All right, so this is real footage right here. Yes. Well, a second ago, it was George Hamilton, and now this Wait, is I don't know if it's... No, this might still be George Hamilton. It oh, is. Oh, yeah, it is. It's going right up there. But we're going to see real footage. But they keep cutting into the audience. It looks like the audience from that day. You know, if you think about it, Evil Knievel really sucked. I mean, he got famous off of a mess-up. Snake River Canyon went south right away. And, you know, he broke every bone in his body. Right. He wasn't a daredevil. He was like a mistake devil. I don't know what to say about it. He broke it. Did he break it? What, even his penis bone? <laughs> <laughs> That's a bone. You ever right? break your boner? Oh, man, that hurts. Oh, that really hurts. That's yeah, I get really south. nervous because... I hate I hate going to the doctor, and it's just with a broken penis bone. I just don't want to sound like an idiot, you know. <laughs> now look, he scraped something off his boot here. But yeah, see, he gets a little grease from checking it, and then he scrapes yeah. it onto the bottom of his boot. Something he used to do apparently, and that's why it's at the end. Oh yeah, because everything's like it's in slow motion. He's doing it. That's oh, giving him motivation. I must end this movie early. I think that his name with an E instead of an I is plays dumb. It looks like a mistake. No, because it sounds like the word evil. So it's intentional. Yeah, but why isn't it the word evil, you know? You don't want to be called evil. I mean, you want the sound to be evil, but you don't want the, the spelling to be evil. Okay. I mean, we got bands named... Four finger death punch. I mean, people do that. Right, well. Do you want to be MIC Spiegelman? Okay, here comes the jump. Now, this is real footage. Wow. Let's cut cut with the extras watching it. They're watching tennis. Look at that. It's like real actors and then like archival footage actors of people playing the oh, the bystanders. Yeah. 
He actually did it, Carl. Yeah. It justified everything. <laughs> Everybody's triple happy because he didn't die. Oh my God, there was a point to this. <laughs> Where's Guinness? Osgov, chief record keeper of Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> I must reward you, Mr. Knievel, the award of the Guinness Book of World Records of utter bullshit. Now, this is George Hamilton, not... not uh... Oh, yeah. Did you watch the archival footage? I did it. Man, the crowd's picking him up. Doesn't That's like the last him. thing he needs. <laughs> he must be so shell shocked from riding the motorcycle, and now like they're picking him up. Boy, man, look at George Hamilton and smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is for like the next thirty seconds. George, he didn't really until that Dracula movie. He didn't really. Oh, I'm he sure. Said he, yeah. He would, during this filming, he said he would be remembered as a third-rate actor, but really, I'm a first-rate con man. And I don't know the story behind that, but... What was the Dracula movie? Do you remember? Oh, uh, yeah. It was Love at First Bite. Right. That's it. Yeah. That, that put him on the map. Right. He played Count Dracula, and it was very funny. And then, around that time, he did a movie called Zorro, The Gay Blade. And it was that Zorro was gay. Oh. And that was a pretty popular movie. He's done some other stuff, but he's just kind of a uh, fixture on television, usually playing himself. And that's kind of how I know him. Aside from Godfather 3, he did this other movie, and I keep bringing it up to you because I don't remember the title, and I don't remember the story, but they were like down in Mexico... Oh no, look out, guys! Ah, driving off the cliff! Uh-huh. That's Sean Millius, the screenwriter, jumping off the. Uh, well, the you cliff. see, his dream was Grand Canyon, and he never got it. The Department of Interior denied him airspace over the. That's Grand good for Canyon. them, yeah. They, you know what? It's, nature doesn't need that. Nature doesn't need that. Oh, I love this song. We call evil Knievel. He ripped off awful Knoffel. <laughs> now awful's all bitter. They call him bitter Knoffel, and that doesn't even rhyme. So he fought big legal battles, trying to get permission to go over the Grand Canyon, and he hired this San Francisco defense attorney, Melvin Bell. Belly, have you ever heard of him? Yeah, yeah, sure. I know everyone here. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. They called him famed. I don't know. Because San Francisco is the most important place in the whole world. It's the center of everything. Yeah, it's the center of everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, it is. So he went there and he hired Melvin Belly. (laughs) By his legal batter. Some some battler, right? He got denied. Huh. Okay, let me just look up the River Canyon. Oh yeah, I'll play. I'll play it. Uh, I'll play the sound effects of it. Over. I'll play the sound over the show. But I was just like, we like to thank the following for their uh, cooperation: Ontario Motor Freeway, Harley Davidson, Deer Lounge, City of something, oh Chrysler. Yeah, you want to make sure you're, you're the right car company is connected with us. Uh, 
All right. Well, oh my God. Uh, and Purple Ending, distributed by the Fanfare Company. Oh, I'm going to hit pause before the next one starts. We did it. Carl? Yeah. We watched the full footage. Do you want to watch? It's eight minutes. Yeah, hang on a sec. Let me, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, what's the title of the YouTube clip? Okay, so it's Evil Knievel Snake River. Okay. And it's by Corrupt Finder, whatever that means. Evil Knievel Snake River, and the guy is Corrupt Finder. And over a million people have seen this. Oh, I see that. Yeah, I, I got a three minute and seven, 17 second clip. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Me so, too. I I'm gonna play it over the uh, over the show. Uh, so let me go ahead and plug this in. So, what did you think of the movie? It wasn't as bad. You made a good bad choice. Um, I like the fact that they kept to the script because that's rarely happens. Uh-huh. I like the fact that they made him a blowhard and a conceited jerk. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the film. I uh... well, let me let me give him a review. I, I thought that uh, I was falling asleep during my own podcast, so I think when you hear listen to it, you could hear me nodding off because uh, I was uh, totally bored, and except for the stun scenes, and that was just like watching you know rubbernecking. It's all right. So speaking of rubbernecking, we're going to watch the famous and unfortunately uh, disastrous Evil Can Evil yeah, Snake River. So I'm going to hit play. Let me see if we can hear the sound coming in on this. There's a helicopter there. Oh, wait, you didn't count down. Oh, yeah, I'll count down. Count down. I was hoping the sound coming in. Oh, I know why. Uh, no, that's not it. All right, so uh, let's count down. I have a pause at zero. Three, two, one, play. Okay, cool. There we go. That's it. Oh. Now, what happens here is the parachute deploys too early. All right, see, so yeah, there's a helicopter, and out comes evil. He's got his cane. Okay, so do you hear it? I, I, Carl, I got to play yeah. it in the... Okay, so I'm muting mine, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. There's this nice wife right next to him. Oh, the one he abducted two times before? Yeah, and the one he cheated on all the time, yes. Oh, so uh, he's he's a pretty decent sized guy. He's not like an overweight dude. And they're lifting him up. Now he's on the swing ride at Great Adventure. Wee. <laughs> mom, hey mom, up here, mom, look up here, hey mom, mom, you're not looking, mom. I know she's still in the hotel at Caesar's Palace. Mom, come out, I'm hurt. Each time I was hurt, they all said. Oh, so I'm wondering what this uh, footage is from. Is this from Evil Viva Knievel? No, you see it's a rocket, right? Right. Oh, I see. I think it's from the rocket. But I'm wondering if this was the footage that was used in Viva Knievel or, or used in some kind of documentary. Oh, well. Because we can hear him talk. He's giving an account. He's in his regular suit. Yeah, no cape. idiot. No cape. Yeah, well, you know what? If you're going to be in a rocket, you assume wear a cape. Or a jumpsuit, for that matter. You should be wearing regulation... Uh, to be a man and to do my best. He won't be going suit. into the stratosphere. He's the first rocketeer wearing a jumpsuit. So you got to watch his, his parachute to deploy almost as 
soon as she's in the air. Uh, That's what makes right. him not. Uh oh. Not right. All right. That's the famous crash you saw. Oh, this is his crash you saw right here. Yeah, on his hands. And that was the Caesar Palace one. Ran right the parking lot. Jesus Christ. You wonder why? Yeah, he became famous because he was that idiot who jumped over. But this thing, so Snake River Canyon, he's going to jump a homemade rocket ship. Oh, they got it at an angle. It looks like... It reminds me of a stud. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right, Challenger looks good so far. Oh, so that dragged him down? Yes. And now he's going straight down into the canyon. Oh my god. Oh, it's, he's, so he's he's just nose diving no, straight look, down. No, but look, it drifts him back towards where he came from, the cliff. Okay, it could have been much worse. You see, so he's... He landed right in the water. Now he's hurt, but it could have been so much worse. And his body is floating down the river. Rolling up to the site. Oh man, evil! Evil, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, I know. You build yourself a rocket and use it to jump over something. All right, that's that's, uh, it. that's pretty amazing. So uh, I hope you guys also check that clip out as well uh, here. Oh shit! I got another jump. I got another jump. All three reasons. At this point, we're gonna come down here. Oh, that was amazing. Isn't that great? I tried to turn it off and another one came on. Uh, <laughs> Carl, where are you playing? Um, you can see me next Wednesday in Parsippany, New Jersey. Everybody is very often there uh, at um, the Town Tavern, 9 o'clock. A big, big comedy show. Bob Gonzo will be stopping by. Oh, nice. It's, we're going to have an open mic. Mike, are you doing Skype? Uh, You're not, right? I may, I might perform on your show on Skype. I actually have rehearsal. I'm going to be doing uh, uh, Sketchfest uh, over at uh, uh, San Francisco on Friday, uh, January 20th, Inauguration Day, uh, at 10.30. So you can get all you West Coast people can watch the inauguration three hours earlier than everyone else and then get it out of your system. And then before the protests on Saturdays, go see my show. That's like the... Because comedy is going to be dead once he's president. There's no reason to be making up jokes. So comedy doesn't mean anything anymore. So uh, enjoy this relic as it is of sketch comedy. The great difficulties of Sketch Fest uh, on Friday at the piano fight. Uh, So that's cool. Thank you so much, Carl. That was a great movie. I was falling asleep during the performance, during this thing, but that's a good sign. Uh, (laughs) Thank you guys for checking out the website. Let's watch a full length movie on youtube.blogspot.com. Checking out the original feed for our friend, courtesy of pcrcollective.org, that's mutinyradio.fm. And of course, we are on iTunes at LWAFLMOYT. I'd love for you guys to subscribe. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, and Carl, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank Take you. Care. And Bye-bye. here's Carl for the theme song. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman 
this song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates.
dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Visual and auditory mind control for the thing moistens the panties. 
like a human rights violation. <laughs> I'm new to the Bay Area. I am recently moved to the Bay Area uh, for a girl, uh, which is perfect for me because I like my women like I like my housing. Unattainable. It's fun, I'll tell you. Oh. Got We're sharing a moment right now. Can you feel it yes. going between us? Um, I got into stand-up comedy, though, because I wanted to make friends. I just couldn't stand two-way conversations. <laughs> you know, I don't have interpersonal skills. I can't small talk. I can't give you an example of this. My girlfriend and I were sitting down, just you know, chilling, snacking, eating, and I accidentally double-dipped the chips. And she gets mad mad at me about it. And I'm like, really? This is how I respond. Really? You freak out when I double dip the chips, but you kiss me immediately after I'm, do I'm done rimming you? <laughs> Get your priorities straight. Which, to my credit, doesn't seem like such a bad thing to say if you're not out at a restaurant with her and her parents. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Ken Suzuki. You want to talk about a human rights violation, that fucking joke. All right, so our next comedian is Stefan Massey. Stefan Massey, please come to the stage. For the listener, I dragged this chair up on the stage, and it was funny because there's already a chair on the stage. <laughs> I had a dream that Bob Ross, the PBS dude with the afro who painted, sang Rainbow Connection in drag. Uh, it's not fully accurate to say that he was in drag. He uh, only had on a red dress. I assume there was something under it. But he didn't have any makeup on. And when... Alex! Ed! 
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this, and 